Hello everyone, this is your host, Moji, and this is episode 420, Dab 3. Catch that? Today we're talking about cannabis and different ways that it can help people with chronic pain. Did you know that cannabis may ease certain types of chronic pain, including pain due to nerve damage, inflammation, ways of taking cannabis, including edibles, topical applications, and tablets to place under the tongue? Today, chronic pain affects more people than cancer, heart disease, and diabetes combined. Cannabis can sometimes be used as a method of chronic pain relief, but there's a lot about cannabis health, benefits, and associated risks that researchers still don't understand. New research found that some cannabis products containing THC and CBD components may help with the short-term improvement of chronic pain. Next is our guest, Kat, and she is going to share how cannabis has helped her live her best life while enduring chronic pain. She's up next. Hello, everyone. So we are on the can of bus, and we have made our first stop, and today we are picking up Kat. How are you doing today, Kat? I'm doing great. How are you, Mo? I am doing awesome. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, just your energy, your personality, uh, really being a part of the movement today. So as always, uh, we don't want to just get right into the questions. We want to do a little bit of um, icebreaker, but I'm going to call it the cannabis puff. So we're going to do a few round table. Would you rather? I'll leave out the truth or dare, although if you come on set and you're in our studio, I, I can't say that the truth or dare won't happen. So, okay. um, all right. So, <laughs> all right. So let's start off with something such as, would you rather? So would you rather solve all of your day-to-day issues or end world hunger? End world hunger. Could not agree more with you, Kat. In fact, when we came up with cannabis for the rest of us, we wanted to do it as a non-for-profit. We recognize that there's always an opportunity to give back. And unfortunately, not only are people uh, trying to struggle and get through their day-to-day life, but if they do have an illness, sometimes it's, you know, paying that hospital bill or that medical bill over being able to get groceries. So as soon as we're able to um, execute our swag store with the apparel that we are currently working on, um, our food initiative, or I should say our food pantry initiative is munchies all around. And what that does, it's an outreach. And so again, we might not be able to solve world hunger today, but we can certainly try to support our own backyard and help those um, fill up their pantries. What historical moment would you like to have experienced firsthand? I think I would have liked to march in the women's suffrage movement, empowering. And I just feel that, um, you know, women have been held down for so long that I just think it's just such an incredible feeling. To the listeners, two things. One, why you would like to be a part of that movement and how does that correlate to what we're trying to do today with cannabis? Um, I just feel that um, the reason that I would um, like to have been part of the movement because it was so historical for women I just feel that, um, you know, it, it was a time in history where, um, you know, women were really heard. 
started to be heard after being held down for so long. Um, and I feel like um, the movement with cannabis, I feel like it's has been long overdue. Um, basically, um, for the longest time, we've had, um, you know, pharmaceutical products and we have um, alcohol um, and those are accepted in society. Whereas cannabis, I feel like is a lot less harmful than some of those items, but just because there's a stigma attached to it, um, you know, it's just considered to be, you know, um, not the thing to do. And I just, you know, I think that that's incorrect. No, and that's really helpful because we know today, and again, you know, we, we obviously, even though we will have lawmakers on the show and we will want everyone to feel that they can express themselves, we do see, and I think about this, right, for women's rights. So depending on which side someone is on, even our bodies, right? So, you know, if we choose to or not end a pregnancy and that just that right alone we know what we try to accomplish with women's rights movements and the same thing in the cannabis world is someone telling you what you can't do with your own body correct that's 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 troubling the the health advantages of it exactly and that leads me to ask you you know you coming on the show today is so important because you know one of the things that i said in the last um episode was really how the reason why we don't see that this is legalized in every state is because they feel, the lawmakers, that we need to have more research, right? And so to me, this gives us an opportunity to say, okay, why is this person partaking? So we obviously want to respect your privacy, so you can clearly give us a high-level overview, but you know, going into the uses of cannabis, um, you currently utilize and partake of it, correct? Yes. Now, there's a recreational, which is great, but there's a medical. Do you see the purposes for yourself personally, medically, and and, and if so, in what way? Yeah, you know, I actually, um, um, I, years ago, I'm, I guess I'm a child of the 70s, and um, when I was in college and I was younger, um, I used to... Um, smoke weed for um recreational purposes but um then uh 20 years went by and um i was diagnosed with a um a blood condition and um when i was diagnosed it i was they they put me on um different types of of medication but um i had this terrible itchiness um i was just so itchy all the time and it was like um, it wasn't helping me. And that, at that point, um, I started um, smoking weed and, um, and it just helped me. Just so, so basically, it is for medical purposes. I know that when I first started, um, my boys who are grown now, they, um, they were teasing me when they found out. They were like, oh my gosh, my mom's smoking weed. And, <laughs> but, you know, but it's like, you know, and they were just teasing me. But, um, but now, you know, I feel comfortable with it. You know, I don't feel like, um, I, I, you know, I, I actually don't smoke it anymore because I, I, um, I use gummies cause I just feel like that's maybe healthier. Um, but it helps me tremendously. And, um, you know, and I've been, 
I've been doing this for a while and my hematologist, you know, has told me that I'm doing so well, you know, so um, I think it's attributed to, you know, gummies. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because I have a family member that has, you know, and again, I'm not a medical expert, but I know from their own personal view, they have a hard time sleeping. They have been taking medicine for years. Finally, their body just said, sorry, not working. They started mm-hmm. on the gummies and they live by them now mm-hmm. to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, wouldn't you say the stigma is, oh, if you smoke pot, you'll get addicted. Have you, have you, I'm sure you've heard that stigma before. Sure. But uh, you know, it's never happened to me. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I don't think it's true. Um, you know, and I think that, and even like with anxiety, there's so many different conditions that I feel that, um, that it helps with, you know, sometimes, I mean, it's so acceptable to, you know, sit down and have a martini or a glass of wine, whereas like, you know, it, there is still the stigma with, you know, with, um, cannabis and, you know, I think that it's so much healthier in, in my opinion. So, um, you know, I just feel that it's just, it's a great way to, you know, it's a healthier way. I agree with that as well, because, you know, one of the other things is when you are dealing with a chronic health condition, and we are fortunate to live in the part of, um, you know, being in the United States and having the ability to have different resources, but isn't it true that some of the traditional medications can actually lead to your, you know, a pain management issue, right, where you're not able to solve... Okay, so if you can maybe talk about how cannabis has helped you maybe in your pain um, in other areas. Sure, like I, I actually, um, at one point, um, I like to play pickleball, so I'm an active person, and um, and I was diagnosed with a herniated disc, and um, I was in severe pain, and, um, and, and um, I went to an orthopedic, and they gave me some pain medication but um you know i took it um for a while but it you know it it actually um my body was getting like um you know immune to it i would take it and then um for a few days and then um the more i took it i was building up um like an immunity to it so um so at that point i started just um using um, using gummies for um, a diff- you know a certain strain. I, I do believe that um, it's great. Like the state that I live in, they have uh, it's legal in the state that I live in. So I think it's you know when I've gone to dispensaries, people are just very very helpful, very knowledgeable. And if you tell them the issue that you're having, you know often they're able to suggest different um, different strains. And, it's very and that's. Helpful. That's really helpful. So it's interesting because, you know, it's 2023, right? And about 23 years ago, there was an article that was written about THC, you know, and it was about marijuana and pain. And it talked about the effectiveness of how it can be used for medicinal purposes. And as we know, and we, if we recall, and I know when my father was dealing with cancer, um, he didn't have access to a medical card, but our family in California, you know, was, you know, able to utilize it. And I remember them saying, just move to California. It wasn't that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we know people with cancer, AIDS patients, migraine sufferers. Um, I know me, I have spastic issues, um, spasticity or movement disorders. And it truly does help with the inflammation. You mentioned back pain, correct? Yes. And that's a chronic condition that is very Mm -hmm. difficult, right? So it's a plant-based product, you know, and I think... And so here's what I say when somebody says, well, it can, you can become addicted to it. Well, I can get addicted to chocolate cake. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, chocolate cake is way worse to be addicted to, I think, because, you know, diabetes and um, high cholesterol. And so, but I think at the end of the day, it's about, you know, being reasonable and being sensible, right? Exactly. Um, so when you think about some of the benefits that you've experienced how do you feel like it's helped you not just physically but emotionally um i just believe that you know if if i feel that this product is helping me taking away pain helping my condition and you know and it's more healthy i just feel much more upbeat and i feel you know a sense of well-being um you know one of the things that motivated me to want to have cannabis for the rest of us is I know for a period of time I couldn't even though I had a medical card I was so concerned about some of the laws and regulations because I always say federal doesn't catch up to state right so Mm -hmm. what we're doing you know statewide might be okay but if you get a role or a new position you might um, need to go through a drug screen and that could even if you have a medical card right that could hinder um so what would you tell someone that if you, you know, and you think about being a, a person that you always say of the 70s, I always say that I was born in the 70s, but I am clearly was, you know, grew up in the wrong era. So I'm with mm-hmm. you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but those that are listening in, you know, and you mentioned your children and, and um, previously and just kind of like family, you know, seeing you utilizing the plant-based product what would you tell someone that was hesitant or worried about what other people might think um well uh i just feel like the benefits outweigh um you know the the stigma attached to it um i feel that every you know people should be able to um do what they like as long as it's respectful and you know so sure within the law you know um and I just believe that most people, um, you think that, you know, they would, you know, have issues with it. But, you know, I think for the most part, most people um, are accepting of it, especially when you tell them it's for medical purposes. Right. Awesome. And I think that's going to really resonate with somebody that's hesitant. I, um, I on our first show, we, we talked about the incognitos. Have you ever seen the incognitos when you go into the dispensary mm-hmm. and they're wearing glasses? Okay. <laughs> why would you tell the incognito? I know what I want to tell them, but I mean, I want to tell them to come on the show. But what would you tell an incognito if you had the chance to actually speak with them? Oh, I guess, you know, I'd let them know that it's like, you know, it's no big deal. You know, it's, um, you know, it's a type of thing where um, I think they care much, much too much about it that other people really, you know, aren't focusing it on it as they are, you know. So, you know, they should chill, chill about it, I think. Um, 
I mean, I, I, but I have seen that. I have gone into dispensaries and, and seen people, you know, with sunglasses on and just very nervous about it. And it's like, well, you know, uh, I, I don't think it's, it's that much of a concern. I'm very open about it. So, um, you know, and I think part of it, too, is, you know, I mean, I feel more relaxed, you know. I don't know whether it's because I've been with zombies, but I'm more relaxed about it, so. <laughs> Maybe a few more visits and they won't need to wear those sunglasses. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh, I love that. So do you have any funny um, dispensary stories that you personally would like to share? Um, my home state, it is legal and I do go into to dispensaries. But I was out in California and um, I actually, um, I wanted an ice cream cone. So um, I went to a place that was called Ice Cream. It was ice and then um, how you spell cream, the C was K. So anyway, um, my husband was driving and it was very, very crowded in the parking lot. It was like crowded out of control. So he, he couldn't find a space. So anyway, I got out of the car, I walked up and um, I'm ready to go in and choose my flavor. And um, they asked me for my license. At that point, I started to realize, and the woman says to me, she says, um, you know, she says, this is, um, this is a dispensary. So I said, oh, okay. Meanwhile, my husband can't hear really well, and it's just like a lot of noise and everything. So he's saying to me, he's yelling to me, like, what flavors do they have? And meanwhile, I'm telling him to, like, please be quiet. You know, I'm just like, you know, calm down. So anyway, so when she's telling me, I said, oh, I, you know, and I wanted to let her know I'm cool. I said, oh, well, you know, I do go to dispensaries. I said, but I thought it says ice cream. So she's laughing. She's saying, yeah, a lot of people make that um, mistake. And at the same time, my husband is yelling to me, like, I like chocolate. <laughs> so, so like all the people in the parking lot at that point, you know, they, they know what's going on. And, um, and then he won't stop. So finally, finally I yell out. I say, it's not ice cream. It's weed. And like everybody did. It was like roaring laughing. You know, it was just funny. It was a funny situation that they would name a, um, this dispensary ice cream. So, <laughs> so basically that's, that's one of my, my uh, dispensary stories. No, but you know what? I think that's an awesome dispensary story because at the end of the day, I'm just thinking about how many people might have had sativa or indica and are like going there going, hey, I would like some Rocky Road. And they're just like, um, we're not here to sell you Rocky Road. Right, right. Um, so it's interesting. One of the other questions on this asked about, um, you know, what your go-to thing is. And there is a story that Master G likes to tell people about the first time I had um, marijuana, and we're not going to go into that part. Hey, one of these days, we might share it in the story. But um, I do not know what it is, but I just need something crunchy. So it's like I'll have indica or sativa, and the first thing I want is like nachos. We cannot have nachos in the house because of this. Oh, is there anything that when you have cannabis that you're like, I need this? This is my thing that I munch on. I like salty types of, of food. Well, I, I guess like um, nachos is salty, but I like olives and oh my gosh, pickles and anything like that. It's just uh, I crave that. 
Okay, so just so you know, now I know why you and Master G, you and Master G are definitely related. Just so you know, because I go through probably a jar of pickles a day. If that's any consolation, um, I've asked him if he's pregnant, and he's like, no. Um, so, of course, if he is, is a whole other conversation that we need to have. Um, so, a couple more questions. This is interesting, um, and I think about this. So, just think about if you were to have a story of your life, right? And um, and it was correlating with cannabis. So if you had this story and you needed to have somebody narrate, narrate, excuse me, and you needed to have somebody narrate, would you have Morgan Freeman or would you have Gordon Ramsay narrate your life? Mm, Morgan Freeman. I said the same. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that would be better. I just feel like if I had Gordon Ramsay, it it would just it would feel like a very hostile movie. <laughs> um, is there anything that you could tell your younger self, you know, regarding cannabis? You know, did, were you? I mean, I know you said you were the product of a time period where it was acceptable, but if if you could tell you know was there a time where you were like quite you know because you said there was time you stopped right so is you know what would you tell that was it a stigma reason was it just a personal decision um yeah Yeah, I I think it was stigma you know I think that you know you I mean I, I guess I felt at the time you know raising young children you know to be more responsible and I think that's where the stigma comes in it was considered not responsible whereas you know, I would tell myself, my younger self, that, you know, you can sit there and have a martini, you know, why not be able to, you know, use cannabis um, in a comfortable, open way? I love that. I love that. And, you know, going back to law, you know, if you had the ability to create a new law, what would you, if it was in pertaining to cannabis, if you could create a new law, what would you, what would you create? I, I just think, as, as you had mentioned, I think that, um, you know, I, I do believe it has to, you know, it should be regulated as far as, um, I don't know, maybe not regulated, but um, the education behind it, um, I think it should be perpetuated i think so people can know um for example like you you go into a dispensary and um you know you you are told like they have a lot of knowledge there but as far as like the quantities you know for certain conditions i think it would be great to be able to i guess that that's not a law but that's just i think the law could be more education behind um behind these you know these states approving um cannabis dispensaries you know more education at the dispensaries well and i love that right so you think about principle anything about law right principle says before the stop sign you know you might want to slow down you might want to ease the law says you have to stop right so what you're basically saying is listen i'm not going to create a new law but i am going to say let's ease into this right let's let's kind of try to take a step back and recognize, you know, why these fundamental laws were, you know, implemented, right? Is that kind of mm-hmm, better? Exactly. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this has been an awesome conversation, but we're going to end it with this last thing, and I and I and I want to give you your platform. 
why do you want to see the cannabis moving? Why do you want to see the cannabis movement, right? So the cannabis, the whole purpose is everyone getting on the bus, being a part of the movement. But why do you personally want to see the cannabis movement continue? Um, I just believe that um, it's a better way for people to um, enjoy life and um, deal with some of the medical conditions they have. Um, and I just think it's it's a better, healthier way. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kat. We have truly enjoyed our time with you. This is a great opportunity to really be able to have an interchange, an interchange of, you know, how it's personally benefited you, you know, helping other listeners who may have that incognito mentality be able to express themselves and not feel shy. So I want to just wrap it up by saying thank you for joining us today. We do appreciate you having you on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Kat, for being our guest today. Loved hearing your personal story about using plant-based products to help you be pain-free versus traditional medicine. Also love uh, a good ice cream story, and especially one that involves a dispensary. Thank you for being a part of the movement. Next week, we want to let our listeners know we'll be making a stop and picking up someone who is behind the scenes as well as on the front lines of the Cannabis Program. If you would like to be a guest and ride the cannabis with us, whether you're a cannabis ally, a dispensary Danny, or you just want to inspire us with your personal story, don't hesitate. We want to hear from you. Remember, there is no shame in your flame. We would like to uh, also make everyone aware that this bus is going to continue to move, to bring awareness, to work to educate in order to remove the stigma surrounding the plant-based products. So get on the bus, get on the cannabis, be a part of the movement. 